At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Jay Gallus. We're going to be talking to Jay about... His book that is entitled Peace O' Christ. Now, Jay's background has been in law, and he has also been an ancient history researcher for over 25 years, involved with research on when, where, and who invented the Jesus story and established Christianity. Joining me now from California, USA, is our guest this hour, Jay Gallus. And Jay, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you, Rob. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing fine, thanks, Jay. Uh, tell us a little bit about your book, Peace of Christ. Well, uh, quite frankly, the book uh, Peace of Christ uh, deals primarily with the person who actually was the chief writer and uh, the overall, shall we say, supervisor of mm-hmm. the uh, writing of the New Testament text of the Bible. And uh, he was also the man... Uh, most definitely involved in establishing uh, the Church of Christianity. He um, was not a sheep herder or mm-hmm. anything like most people think uh, were the individuals who wrote the, the New Testament and the, even the Bible itself completely. Uh, this man was a highly educated, very knowledgeable man who was uh, very well educated in uh, the Greek schools. He was a not, not only a Roman aristocrat, he was also Roman royalty. Now, and um, 
we have traced him down through uh, the, uh, the centuries mm-hmm. and through the Roman Empire, uh, both finding out exactly who he was because he never actually used his real name, which was Arius Calpurnius Piso. And instead, he used many, many aliases. And uh, people who have, if anyone is familiar with the writings of Flavius Josephus, considered to be an ancient Jewish historian, then that is the man I am referring to. That is one of the names that he used. One of his uh, pseudonyms was Flavius Josephus. And, of course, uh, he wrote, most of what he wrote was under the name of Flavius Josephus. Flavius Josephus himself never existed, but Arius Calpurnius Piso did exist. Wow. So so tell me, was Jesus Christ a real person, or was he invented? Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, you, you know, the one in, in, in the New Testament, yes, of course, uh, he was not a real person. There were many people at the time uh, that uh, is during the first century, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and before, of course, that were named Jesus. But um, the part about uh, the, the name uh, being selected, uh, the Jesus name being selected for this person in uh, the star of the New Testament, is that uh, it just so happens during uh, the, I believe, during the um, time that, uh, I don't know the exact year, but during the time uh, that uh, Emperor Titus was uh, in Judea or in Jerusalem uh, tearing down the temple, which was uh, finally torn down, I believe, in the year 70 CE. Uh, there was a man named Jesus who was one of the, uh, shall we say, rebels, I guess the Romans would have classified him as a rebel, mm-hmm. leader of some of the Jewish uh, warring factors. Uh, and he was causing great havoc for the uh, Roman military. All right, you and I uh, have to take a commercial break. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Jay Gallus. Don't go away, because what you're going to hear is going to rock your ship. We'll be back. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. 
It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Jay Gallus is our special guest, and he is the author of Peace O' Christ. And if you want to find out more about uh, Jay, if you'd like to get a copy of this book, which I assure you by the time we're finished in another 40-some-odd minutes, you will want to do that. Just go to any search engine and type in Peace O' Christ, that's P-I-S-C-O Christ, or Jay Gallus, J-A-Y-G-A-L-L-U-S. Jay, um, why was it in your opinion, based on the the extensive research that you've done on this project, that Christ was actually invented. What was the need? What was the motive? Well, it's a very long story going back, uh, way back, uh, mm-hmm. in what was going on uh, between the, the Roman uh, aristocracy and the royals and uh, their occupation of Judea. Naturally, the, the Judeans did not like that, and they tried to get out from under that yoke in any way they could. But um, uh, the basic reason to, uh, was to invent, uh, to invent Jesus was to invent a new religion, and the reason to invent the new religion, the Romans, that is, invented it, was that they wanted to try to get the Judeans to leave their religion of Judaism which is considered to be a warring-type religion. They did not believe in turning the other cheek. They had a god that believed in killing anything that got in its way, right. and they believed that that god would give them the power to kill all of their enemies and so forth. But uh, that is one of the reasons that, that they continued to fight and continued to be killed by the millions. And uh, they were really causing the Romans a tremendous amount of trouble because the Romans, as you can understand, were fighting wars all just about all over the empire at, at some time or other. But the uh, Judeans uh, just never would uh, cease and desist at all. So um, they, it was just it's particularly the Pharisees. The Pharisees hated uh, slavery. They had been in slavery for years themselves. They hated it. And uh, they did not like the Romans coming in and taking over their country and, and putting them under an occupation, basically slavery. So, the, But uh, the Romans uh, decided they would make a new religion, mm-hmm. and uh, they came up with the idea of, well, let's take the God that the Judeans worship, and we'll have him have a son, and we'll have him become the new God, 
and we'll get the Judeans to believe this, which is you notice in the the uh, religion of Christianity or in the new text, it is supposed to be a um, passive type religion, you know, turn the other cheek kind right. of thing. And um, but the, they they wanted the Jews to believe in that. So if they would believe in it, then the Romans would be able to control them more easily. And they would be to pacify them so that they would just accept Rome, accept the leadership of the emperor, and it will all be finished. But they did not. So when the Jews refused the story that they came up with originally, uh, the, they uh, decided they had to do more work on it. And they went on and uh, to write more books and, uh, and ex- expand their, um, the story. And they still went back to the Jews again, but the Jews would not accept it, and they started to kill more and more of the Jewish people. So, and uh, that was uh, that is one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. The other reason was to um, assist all of the other royals involved in the aristocracy of the Roman Empire to in helping to maintain uh, slavery, and uh, of course the empire. Um, it, it fed upon slavery and became rich upon slavery. So they wanted that. That was something they wanted to keep, and they felt that they could get everybody believing in Christianity. They would all be able to be controlled because they would be guaranteed uh, uh, everything that they wanted now and could not have. At, uh, they would get it after di- after they, they died. So they had nothing to worry about. Go through slavery. Do what mm-hmm. you're told. Uh, do what your master tells you, and everything will be fine after you die. So that was the reason for Christianity. Let me ask you this, Jay. How has Christianity been able to exist for so long based on lies? Well, first of all, you have to understand who made it. And uh, people at the time who made it at that time were the most powerful people in Mm -hmm. the world. They could do anything they wanted. Nobody could tell them they couldn't do it. They controlled the known world. They had the, the, the armies, the power to do whatever they wanted. Anyone who objected, they would just smash, and nothing was ever said. So, and as a matter of, and further, uh, since they were the most powerful and controlled everything, then they were the ones who wrote the histories, and they were the ones that did all of the teachings and put out all of the laws, etc., being very, very wealthy also helped, uh, and um, that is the reason why it has lasted as long as it has. I guess we can use the example of, of most more recent history, the story of Christopher Columbus discovering the Americas. We know for a fact now that he didn't, and yet that story still lives on. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, one, one yes, of course, that's mm-hmm. true. You'll find many cases like that in history, and uh, uh, particularly even in uh, wars that, uh, in modern times, going back only a few years ago. There are many things that have been written by uh, in, that happened in those wars and who did what, and those things were really never true. But uh, that's, that's what happens. And they... Um, the, being very, very wealthy, uh, they, the, the writers uh, and, and the inventors of Christianity themselves were extremely wealthy people. They, they, they controlled the ones, the people who were writing the, the so-called uh, Christian texts to put uh, into the NT and to put into their Bible to make this new Jesus story. Uh, 
they were the people who were doing all of the writing at that time in the Roman Empire, because there wasn't any such thing as freedom of expression. You couldn't go out in the street and say whatever you wanted or start writing anything you wanted, hmm. because it was not allowed. Right. The, the, the powers that were, were in place at that time had to approve it, and these people were part of that power, and they... They were not on the same level as the top royals, but they worked directly with the top royals. And uh, Arius Calpurnius Piso himself, the lead man, was actually a cousin of Emperor Titus, and he also co-ruled with Titus during Titus's short reign. Uh, Titus's father, Vespasian, the, uh, he was uh, um, the first of what is called the Flavian emperors. It was uh, Vespasian, his son Titus, and then his son Domitian. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, Titus, uh, this man, uh, Titus was uh, Ares Calpurnius Piso's cousin, and actually uh, Vespasian's uh, brother was Ares Calpurnius Piso's great uncle. So he was very much related to those people. Many people think that he was, uh, because Fla and he used the name Flavius Josephus because he did not want anyone to know who he was during history. And so he, he so that reason. was his pen name. That that was one of his pen names. Yeah. He so had many. So let me ask you this, sir: Who were the disciples? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and and the and the others. Who were they? Those uh, disciples were all actually the sons, actual sons of Arius Calpurnius Piso. And he used them in, in, to represent all of the 12 disciples. Huh. They were, the disciples also were not actual people. They were fictional characters. They were, well, they were modeled off of the fictional characters, modeled off of uh, Arius Calpurnius Piso's sons. He had actually four sons, uh, let me see if I got the name straight now. Alexander was, uh, he was uh, the eldest, but uh, he was killed probably uh, about the age of uh, 22 to 24. He was killed in battle. And then the next oldest son was uh, uh, Julius, uh, I'm sorry, Julian. Uh, I'm sorry, that's, I'm, I'm mistaken. The next oldest son was Julius, and then the next was... Uh, um, I get that escapes me at the moment. Uh, um, but he had, anyway, there were three living sons, and the fourth one that had died, and uh, uh, he he used them in in uh, as the members of the um, uh, his disciples. All right. So looking at the entire world of Christianity, looking at Catholicism. You know, just just imagining the size of the Vatican and the wealth that it has amassed over the years based on a lie. Isn't this criminal? Well, yes, uh, it, it, it should be. Mm. But, um, you know, there there is a saying... Um, I've heard many people say this, that um, Christianity or religion as it is, mm -hmm. if it were done in whatever they do, it's done under any other name besides religion, all of the people in charge of it would be in prison. Right. And uh, the followers, if they were following 
such things, if it were done under anything other than religion, it would be considered insanity. You and I have to take our news break. Uh, Great talking to you, Jay. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join us. You and I will be back on the other side of the news. Exonation. Nation, my guest this hour is Jay Gallus. That's J-A-Y-G-A-L-L-U-S. He's the author of Piso Christ, P-I-S-C-O-C-H-R-I-S-T. To find out more about Jay, to get a copy of his book, simply go to your favorite search engine and type in P-I-S-C-O-C-H-R-I-S-T. It's that simple. Jay and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you'd like to get all the information on the uh, Shriner Human Trafficking Connection, all you have to do is go to www.xzonenews.com forward slash ROJ. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, everyone. Jay Gallus is my special guest to this hour on the Exxon, www.exxonradiotv.com. Jay is the author of Peace O' Christ, and uh, I have to ask you at this point, uh, Jay, have you ever been a preacher? Have you ever been part of the established religion? 
And if so, how did what you have found out change your beliefs? Uh, that's, that's a very good question. It goes back uh, quite a many, quite, uh, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was a, um, a young, very young boy at that time, and uh, I believe I was uh, about 13 and a half years old at the time. I was never a member of anybody's church. Not I wasn't. They thought I was. They wanted me to be. But uh, to make a long story short, I lived near a, uh, a ranch growing up, and at, uh, probably about the time I was uh, maybe 10 years old, mm-hmm. I started riding horses out at that particular ranch. And uh, uh, the, the, the man who owned it, I didn't know it at the time, but he was a deacon in a Southern Baptist church. And uh, I guess it was probably when I was about, well, a few months later after I'd been riding horses at his uh, ranch, he asked me one day if I was attending any church, and I told him no. And he said, well, uh, meet me um, out on the road uh, this coming Sunday, and I'll take you to church with me. Oh, I I didn't know how to answer that. I really wanted to tell him no thank you, but mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't, I felt, because he might just say, well, if you don't go to church with me, you can't come to my ranch to ride horses anymore. So I did uh, go to church with him. And I went to, to church, and the next thing I knew, they had me going up to uh, to in, in, to the uh, pulpit and uh, saying that I believe in Jesus, and this old man is pushing me to go, 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 go. You know how they're supposed to, they're called to come to God or yeah. come to Jesus. And, mm-hmm. so, and uh, I, at that time, I didn't know anything about that. But um, he had also given me a Bible, and I kept it at the house for, I don't know, maybe a couple of months and never even read it. And then one day I had nothing to do, and I just pulled it down and started looking at it. And I think I read uh, maybe several pages of the first book of, in, in Genesis. And uh, right away, I just thought, no, no, something's wrong here. I, either I don't understand this or something is horribly wrong. And the more I read, the more I disagreed with it. Finally, I think I, uh, when I was about 13 and a half, the preacher didn't show up one day, and they asked me to, uh, they were asking someone to go up to say a few words, as they said. That mm-hmm. was the, the lady was the church secretary. And she said, we'll have some kind of service here today, but the preacher can't be here. So uh, the, the old man punched me in the side, and when he did, he, I sort of went forward. I suppose it seemed as if I was going to get up, right. and the lady uh, said, Oh, uh, young brother Jay, oh, sure, come, come on right up. You can come up, too. Come on, come on right up. And he's pushing me out. Go, go, go. And I told him, I don't want to go up there. And he said, Go up there. I know you've been reading that Bible, and you know more about it than I do. So I, I walked down the center aisle of the, the church, and I don't know what happened to me, but I, I decided to think, well, I'm, I'm not going to be pushed around by this anymore. And instead of just walking up to the lady, I know she was looking for me to go up and hold her hand, perhaps, and, and just tell some silly little child story. Instead, I walked past her and stepped up on the platform where the, pool, uh, the pulpit was, and there was a big Bible up there. And I just got there, and I paid no attention to the uh, the people seated, and I started fanning the pages until I found what I was looking for. And I found a couple of verses, and I told them to open their Bibles to what book and what chapter and what verse, et cetera, and read with me, and they did. And I preached to those people for almost an hour that day, and they were in tears when I finished. Wow. And they, they couldn't find a preacher 
for a lot for they had me preaching for them for about six months and this and then I noticed uh began to learn a lot about this this thing called religion mm-hmm. and uh I tried all kinds of things being a young boy i w- I was interested in the seeing what how these people were acting. And I would walk down the aisle and put my hands on their their shoulders, and some of them would almost fall to the floor. And but every time I touched one of them when I was preaching, they would cry. And I, I, I that really upset me uh, for a long time. And finally, they couldn't find a preacher, and they named me as the pastor of that church. And I I, I preached to them for them for two and a half years. But finally, I, I could not do it any longer. Uh, and because I felt it was wrong to tell those people all of the things that I was taking out of the Bible when I, by that time, knew it was nothing but a lie. There there were people in that church who could not feed their families, but yet they'd come to church every Sunday, and they'd put their last, you know, uh, uh, 50 cents or quarter or 10 cents or whatever it was, a few coins into a basket, and go home and probably wonder how their children was going to eat dinner that night. And I knew that. I knew that very well because I knew the people in that area. Mm-hmm. And I just finally one day called a meeting and announced to them that I would no longer be their preacher. And uh, they wanted to know why. So I had a meeting with the deacons, et cetera. And um, this, uh, they did, told them that I could not do this because I, these, these people are giving their money to the church every yeah. Sunday and every Sunday night when they come to church. And they don't even, they don't have that money to give. And yet the church is telling them to believe in God, believe in Jesus. He's going to provide for you. You don't have to worry about these things. And these people don't even have a job. So uh, finally what I did, and I'm very proud of this too, I made arrangements to have that church, the building, and the land in its entirety sold. And all of the money went to those people who were members of that church. Well, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Can you just imagine if every parish or every congregation in the United States and Canada were to do that, how many people they would actually help? I know. Millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people. It's it, it just... It, uh, but I, I even went further than that. Right before... Uh, during the time I was getting that uh, church property mm-hmm. and the building and all sold, um, I had help, of course, from my grandfather in, in handling some of those business transactions. He told me what to do. But um, I was the, the, the church was contacted, uh, the secretary of the church, I think it was, was contacted by some group that were having a revival about 25 or 30 miles away from where I lived. And uh, they had heard of me, and they asked uh, the, the church uh, if there was any way possible that they could have me come and preach the lead sermon to start the revival. And when they told me about it, I saw another opportunity, mm-hmm. and I said, yes, I will do it, but I want to talk to them first. And I, I consulted my grandfather, and he said, uh, if you're going to do it, get some money. He said, if you're going to help those people that you've been preaching to, go to that revival and make them pay you. He said, those people are going to make a lot of money. So he said, make sure you get some money and give it to those people, to the people that you, for, for the church you were preaching to. And uh, this was years ago, and when I talked to them, and they said they were going to give me, I, I don't know, something like $2,000, and I told them, you want me to preach the lead sermon? Who's going to preach the closing sermon? They said, we'd like for you to do that too. And I told them, it will cost you 
$25,000 per sermon. Wow. Either that or I walk. And they were astounded. You, 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 I said, you're just a kid. I said, I know what I, who I, I'm just a kid, and I also know who I am, and I know what I can do. If you have a preacher that can bring in more money than I can, then you ask him to do it. And uh, they, they relented right away, and they said, we will give you the $25,000. And I preached for the first sermon, and uh, there were twice as many people there on the, at the closing sermon than there was at the first sermon. And they, they must have collected a tremendous amount of money. I don't know how much, but I was able in those two sermons to give another $50,000 to the people of the church that I closed. Tell me something. Have you suffered or have you been victimized by by members of the different churches because of your, your outlook and because of what you're revealing to the public pertaining to Christ? Well, I've had uh, some people who've tried to give me a, t- a difficult time. I really don't pay very much attention mm-hmm. to it. And uh, I know that there are some crazy people out there, and you have to be very careful, and I am. Yeah. Well, they, they try to, uh, uh, you know, uh, run scams on me and so forth and get me to sign papers for one thing or another, claiming it was for one thing, and it was totally different. Except, you know, I've had many people that try to hmm. harm me in various ways, but um, I'm not going to let that stop me. There, there are those... And the majority of the people who are part of religious uh, philosophies believe we are in the end times, as talked about in the book of Revelations. Uh, What is, in your opinion, the book of Revelations in the New Testament all about, and and who was the writer or writers? Okay, the New Testament you're at, who wrote the New Testament, is that it? Well, yeah, uh, you know, it's particularly the, the, um, the, uh, the book of Revelations. Yeah, well, Revelation, of course, it was the last book in the New Testament, and the, the, most people read it, they look at old Revelation, they have perhaps, I'm sure that they would think, and I know most people uh, knows what that word means, but people in religion, or who are being taught by uh, religious organizations, they never think about the meanings of that mm-hmm. word, and if you just they would just open their eyes and think just a little bit. Revelations, what is it going to reveal? Because that's what it means. It's revealing something, and uh, but they don't think that way. They just think of it as another title of another book. But that book was written by Arius Calpurnius Piso's, uh, actually his second son, which at the time was his uh, oldest son living, and his name was uh, uh, Julius. That's his, was his name, Julius. And the thing about Julius, uh, this family, see, was very, very well-connected and related to royalty. Mm-hmm. And he, Julius' uh, son, Severius, uh, was uh, doing other things, and he was involved with military, but he had a grandson that he thought would should be the next emperor at that time. The next time an emperor's spot was open, he should be the next emperor. You see, people couldn't just, anybody couldn't just be an emperor, as most people thought. It, it was all, every emperor that was ever put in power was connected to the one that he, uh, 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 whose place he took. Uh, so when uh, uh, Julius found out that his grandson was going to be overlooked mm-hmm. and, and uh, to be the, the emperor, instead it was going to be uh, his uh, a younger brother's uh, son, was going to be the next emperor. Uh, 
and that young son, uh, brother's son, became Emperor Antoninus Pius. So, uh, but the Julius was very disappointed about it. And to show his disappointment, he decided that he would tell the truth about the story of who wrote the story and what it really meant. So in Revelation, he is really taking his life into his hands. Actually, it cost him his head. Uh, he told too much, and it came very close. If, if uh, people had known what he was writing at that time, it would have destroyed all of the work that his father had done. But they didn't know. But today, people are starting to learn. And he tells everything that's in the, in the new, uh, uh, Revelation has already happened. And that's, he is just bringing it up to show people, try to uh, teach people who did these things. He mentions his father in there. He mentions Pliny the Younger, uh, who was uh, uh, involved in helping them uh, with the, the Christianity and making and writing the stories, etc. And he mentions uh, his, uh, his brother, etc. So they're all being called a beast and uh, the devil and so forth and so on. In, in that book, he is actually talking about his father when he uh, mentions uh, uh, the number of 666. Those were uh, uh, Greek, uh, Greek numbering code system, and uh, call a, it's commonly called a Pythagorean number, numbering system. Right. And his father was very, very uh, uh, apt in, in those numbering systems, and that's where he came up with the numbering system. That represents his father's name. Uh, it represents his father's name as uh, Piso, and also it represents him as Piso Christ. All right, stand by, Jay. You and I have to take our final break. Explanation, Jay Gallus is our guest. He's the author of Peace of Christ. Um, it's, it's one of the topics that you won't hear in a lot of circles, but you will hear the truth here in the X-Zone. Fact is stranger than fiction. When we come back, more with our guest this hour, Jay Gallus. He's the author of Peace of Christ. And all you have to do is just type in Jay's name into any search engine, and all the information will pop up. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is The Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. 
Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. Jay Gallus is my special guest. He's the author of Peace O' Christ. And uh, basically what we have been discussing over the last hour, if you're just tuning in, is that Jesus Christ never existed. One of the questions that I'm sure you get asked all the time, Jay, is if this is really the truth, how come nobody else is talking about it as much as you are? Well, um, I think that there have been some uh, people who've been talking about Mm -hmm. it uh, going back uh, many years ago, and... They, it just people just uh, the church was too powerful at the time. That is right. that is one of the one of the things. They, and um, they, uh, Ronald Symes, a a, a a at Oxford University, had uh, started to write on it, mm-hmm. and um, he was uh, very very knowledgeable on all, all things Roman, and he wanted to say the same things that I'm saying now. He came very close to doing so, but he knew that if he had done so, his whole career and everything he stood for would have been destroyed by the Church. Because at that time, they had the power to stop anyone who mm. would speak out against the Church. Today, they do not have that power. Oh, they try, but uh, they don't have the same power. They, so let, 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 let me ask you this. Is there any religion, or do you believe there's any religion on the face of this planet that deals with the truth, or are they all made up to fulfill a void in the human psyche? I think the last part would be what I would choose, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, the, the, there is one religion that um, uh, seems to be okay, if that's what you want to do, and that is Buddhism, because uh, Buddhism does not have a god in its, uh, in its uh, religion. They never say anything that about there is a God or there isn't a God. And it's very passive-type religion, more mm-hmm. like a club. But there are many, many members, and I do know that there are many, many people in Buddhism who do believe in, 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 in God. But uh, I do not believe that this man, uh, Siddhartha, who is known as the Great Buddha, actually he was supposed to have been a very wealthy person, and he just gave up all of his wealth 
in order to start this religion while he sat under a tree and became enlightened. I did not believe that for a moment that he would give away all of his wealth unless he knew he was going to make a lot more money. And that's probably what happened. He made a tremendous amount of money because it is also a very wealthy religion. You know, when you think uh, of all the wars that have been fought over the years in the name of religion, what a waste of life. It is. And when you you look back at uh, Christianity, Mm -hmm. I don't think that anything or any other religion, uh, any wars that no matter who started or whatever, has killed as many people or caused as many people to be killed uh, as has been done by the Christianity. It is, you know, the Crusades, for example. Many people, they never teach children in school what the Crusades were all about. They make it sound as if they were good people fighting to help people. They were not. They were just thugs working for Christianity, going around telling people what they were doing is saying you either believe it or you die. That's and that, right. that's, that was the end of it. And they killed many, many, many people. Many Jay, people. unfortunately, we have to say so long for today. I do want to thank you ever so much. Continued success. And uh, please don't be a stranger. Keep in touch. I will keep in touch. And I thank you so much, uh, Rob, for having me on the show today. It's my great pleasure. Jay Gallus has been my guest this hour, Exonation. Nation. He's the author of Peace O Christ. All you have to do is uh, go to your favorite search engine and type in Jay Gallus. That's J-A-Y-G-A-L-L-U-S. And the name of his book is Peace O' Christ. P-I-S-C-O-C-H-R-I-S-T. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. 